0: You're listening to Idiot Cast, Season 7, Episode 14 Plucky Pennywhistle's Magical Menagerie. At a chain restaurant for kids, drawings of their worst fears are manifesting and killing their negligent parents.
1: Welcome back to Digicast. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in the living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy Hello. We're also joined, uh, as you heard at the top, by our expert, John. Greetings. Other, ex- other expert, Annie.
2: Hello.
1: And our fellow newbie, Yvette.
2: Yvette?
1: Our fellow newbie, Yvette.
3: I'm here. Sorry, my <laughs> dogs were, like, freaking oh, out okay.
1: right oh. when you were saying my name. Quite all right. Quite all right. Um
3: here
1: and we're also joined uh, once again this week by our special guest bianca hello hello and uh this week fox had to go to bed or this hour Yeah. No. guess what it's the same week hmm. <laughs> fox had to go to bed so he's not going to be on he has a for test the tomorrow. Uh, yes he does have a science test tomorrow so that's the case there uh if we're ready we can go right into the uh Right into the episode summary from SupernaturalWiki.com because on a new day, that's the way it has to roll. So, uh, oh, and the, they even give us handily some of the uh, some of the timers, <coughs> timers from the episode, which was a kind of an odd. I don't. I, I. It felt a little unnecessary. The precise timing of we were making fun of twenty-four or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's an odd yeah, construct. Although, uh, right-freaking-now... Right-freaking-now is um, worth it. Like, totally makes <laughs> up for it, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but in any case, now, Sa- Sam is running from a deranged clown with red eyes when he finds a auto shop to hide in, barricades the door, but the clown busts through and advances on him. He turns to run but stops short by a second red-eyed clown grinning at him. And there you go. That's the uh, cold open. <laughs>
4: And then we had a nice splashy glitter title card. Yes! Yay!
3: Love that title card.
0: The best.
1: So uh, sixty, is that sixty hours earlier, or was it? Did it give? Did it give frames?
4: Yeah, it was at fifty-nine, fifty-nine,
1: fifty-nine. Okay, okay. all right. Dean answers a ringing payphone with a code phrase. Anybody have that code phrase as a quote? I don't think so. We'll see. Answers the answers the phone with the code phrase I am the Eggman, talking to Frank on the other end of the line reporting that he doesn't have any leads on Dick Roman or what he's doing in the field in Wisconsin. Dean hangs up and asks Sam if they have anything on the Amazons who escaped them in the last episode. Sam says no, then Dean says then tells Dean they have a new case in Kansas. And they head to Wichita in two separate cars. This is a little detailed. We'll work on kind of some of that down, maybe. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> at the Morgan, Wichita, they examine the body of a man who appears to have been killed by a 30-foot giant Pacific octopus with vampire teeth. They don't learn anything from the victim's widow, but she tells him to talk to Stacy, their nanny. While Sam stays to watch the house, Dean goes to question the nanny and finds out the victim's daughter, Kelly, was very upset the night of the attack. She'd had a birthday party at Plucky P- Pennywhistle's Magic Menagerie, but her mother was out of town and her father only showed up briefly before going back to work. Dean asks Stacy if she noticed anything weird in the house that night, and she says no, but that Kelly thinks there's a monster in her closet. And Dean calls Sam and tells him to talk to Kelly alone if he can. Yeah, I think the red herring with the with the nanny was a little bit... Red? Well, it was very red, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, there they, were several of them. At
4: least they
0: knocked it down
1: right away, I guess, you know? Yeah.
0: They didn't trail us along on that one for too long. Well, that's because they have eight more red herrings to get through exactly. before the episode is over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Dean calls Sam and tells him to talk to Kelly alone if he can. Sam can see Kelly drawing on the sidewalk with chalk, so he goes up to her and somehow doesn't notice what she drew until the end. (laughs) Anyways, um... She tells him that her mom is mad at her because of what she told the police, that she had warned her dad. The monster would get him before she can say anything else. Her mom calls her inside and Sam sees what she's been drawing on the sidewalk, an octopus with vampire teeth. And back to now... Sam, confronted with two evil clowns, pulls out his gun and shoots one of them, but instead of seeing sprays of blood, glitter explodes from the clown's unmarked chest. While he's staring in shock, one clown got, knocks, out the, knocks the gun away, and they both start wailing on him.
2: <laughs>
4: yes. Yep. Complete with creepy giggles and bad teeth. Yes.
1: Yes. So this is now 363606 earlier. The next victim of weird circumstances is a man who seems to have been gored by someone riding a horse. We actually see this happening. It was a unicorn. that mm-hmm. <laughs> Running away with rainbows coming out of its ass. <laughs> well, you know, that part
2: was hilarious. That was great. That's my quote. Could be. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your <a> quote.
1: <laughs> rainbows coming out. <laughs> I don't know what the rainbow sound is.
2: <laughs> I don't know either. Sounds glittery, I'm
1: sure. Glittery. Glittery Glittery-sounding rainbow. When Dean questions the victim's widow, he learns that the man was also at Plucky Penny Whistles the night he died. Well, actually, he made an assumption there. He learns that that the boy went to a birthday party. Uh, Not believing it to be a coincidence, he sends Sam to check out the location while he goes to talk to the victim's son, Billy. We lost a vet again.
0: Ugh, poor thing.
4: Yeah, she's been in and out a couple times. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I guess you can just continue with the uh, recap until she gets back. Hopefully she'll come back before we're done.
1: (laughs) Yes. After all, we all just watched it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, back into it then. Apparently, Dean used to drop Sam off at a Plucky Penny Whistles whenever he wanted to go pick up girls. And Plucky the Clown still really freaks Sam out. Still, he goes to the location alone to question employees and learns from the shift manager that they've started an exercise where they ask kids to draw their worst fear so they can watch their fear disappear. He also learns that Billy's dad made an embarrassing scene when they were at Billy's friend's birthday party the night before. Just as he's going to leave, a janitor named Saul beckons him over and says he has something to tell him if he comes back after closing. Back at their fabulously tiki motel. (laughs) I added that part. (laughs) Sam tells (laughs) Dean that Kelly and Billy drew their fears and their drawings were on display but now missing Dean tells him what he learned that Billy is afraid of unicorns because that's a thing Uh, and his father was apparently killed by one they go back to Plucky Penny Whistles that night so they can talk to Saul but they're too late, Saul has been killed by a shark in the ball pit and another drawing is missing from the wall the killer is somehow using childhood fears to murder whoever he or she wants and now, the clowns throw Sam against a car and continue to beat him up while he tries to fight them off. That's really necessary? Okay. Well. This continues. The fight continues. At this point, we are at o four thirty four twelve earlier. Thank you very much. Dean consults the journal, John's journal, while Sam looks online for a possible car- culprit, but they don't find anything. Sam decides to go back to Plucky Penny Whistles and intimidate all the employees. We're saying it, and he tells <laughs> he tells Dean that he needs to keep watch and see who acts suspiciously. Nope, oh, they use one of my favorite words now. Whilst Sam starts with Gene, whilst whilst <laughs> that's my favorite, one of my favorite words.
2: <laughs> All right, you're entitled. title.
1: All right, I'll say it again. Whilst Sam starts with Gene, the shift uh, manager. Dean sits around and looks for a way to occupy himself and not raise concern, since he is a fully grown man sitting alone among several children. <laughs> Good point. And he sees a girl walk past, playing with a giant sleeky. He goes to the ticket booth to ask Howard for one, but Howard sells him he cannot pay in cash. He must use tickets. Whilst, whilst, there it is again. <laughs> again?
2: Okay, now it's too much.
1: <laughs> whilst, maybe if I didn't make a big deal of it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, so Dean plays skee-ball to earn the 1000 tickets he needs for the Slinky. That's a lot of tickets for a Slinky. Yeah. I mean, I know that the Did you see the size <laughs> of that well, thing? That was big, but uh, those, play, and, and those places are ludicrous for the amount of tickets, you know, you get you get the kids out there, and they get a gigantic pile of tickets, they put it in the little ticket counter machine and say, "Okay, yeah. you can Here's get an eraser. Get a candy yeah. Bar. <laughs> yep, a little mini yeah.
0: candy bar. Yeah, they 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 do that crap on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like they're Chances are that that giant sleeky probably cost five to ten bucks.
1: Oh less. Maybe. Less, I'm
0: sure. Depends on where you get it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if you were getting it at a uh, novelty stand at a fairground, it would cost five to ten dollars.
2: Oh Hazel, don't kill Santa!
1: Don't knock Santa (laughs) off the mantle,
2: please.
1: (laughs) Does she need food?
2: I think so. But she's trying to murder Santa.
1: Yeah. Now she's trying to eat that basket.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm going to get the cat food. Okay. Go ahead. I, can go ahead.
1: I will go ahead. <clears throat> Let's see, where was I? Oh, yes. Whilst Dean plays skee to earn the thousand tickets he needs for the slinky, Sam learns from Jean that she was recently promoted to shift manager over some of the other employees. He uses bad cop technique to freak her out. And after she leaves, Dean follows her. She, he sees her lighting a joint in the back alley and texts Sam to let him know she's not the killer. I don't know where the cat just fell, but the cat just fell. Are
2: you
1: okay, kitty? <laughs> Come on. She's running away. She fell down. She's falling. She felt humiliated and is not following you. That's the sound of the food, kitty. Come back. <clears throat> I'm going to have to edit it all out. Or not.
3: I'm sorry.
1: Okay. While Sam questions the next employees, Dean meets and briefly speaks to Tyler, an unhappy boy whose mom had to leave him unattended while she works at Plucky Penny Sam interviews Howard next, and he learns Howard was passed over for the promotion that Dean received... Still, Howard doesn't react badly to his tough questioning, so Sam interviews Cliff. Uh, That would be the lion, Cliff the lion. Who immediately makes a run for it when Sam starts in on him. He and Dean chase him down and find out that Cliff is involved in illegal drugs, but isn't behind the recent murders. He does tell them about the weird noises he and Saul have heard from the sub-basement, however. Sam and Dean head back inside with Cliff and are just in time to see Tyler leave with his mom. Tyler and his mom argue, but Dean gives Tyler a look as if to say, cut her some slack, and Tyler apologizes to his mother. The two of them, they leave. But while they pass, Dean hears Tyler mention his missing drawing, and he tells Sam he thinks Tyler's mom is the next victim. Sam leaves to keep watch on them while Dean investigates the sub-basement.
4: So many curveballs! Yes!
1: But in the sub-basement, Dean finds an altar, a spell book, and a few mementos. Before he can do anything, he's stopped by Howard, who holds a gun on him and makes him surrender his own weapon. Dean kicks away his gun, and Howard advances on him. He tells Dean that he used his hoodoo to cast a spell on Sam, and that Sam is going to be attacked by his greatest fear, clowns. And that brings us to Right Friggin' Now. Hopefully that wasn't anybody's quote. <laughs> I think he mentioned it earlier, too. <clears throat> as sam fights off the murderous clowns dean stands off against howard he learns that howard is upset about not getting the new managerial position at plucky penny whistles, and that he's convinced he needs to get rid of unfit parents dean also finds out that howard blames his own parents for the drowning death of his brother and he uses howard's own hoodoo against him summoning his dead brother who kills howard by filling his lungs with water the moment Howard is dead, the two clowns that are trying to kill Sam disappear in a shower of glitter. Is this the second Dryland Drowning that we've seen on this show? Or is it a different show that I'm thinking of, where you see someone...
4: I was thinking of that too, but I couldn't remember what I show wanna... was from either, so I didn't want to say anything.
0: Yeah, I want to say you're right, That that... There has been one on this, at least one yeah. before on this show. Yeah. I just can't remember where. I know
4: if... Was it when they go to this mm, scene? Now I'm afraid I'm going to say something that's, that's a later deal. episode. Yeah, a episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's why. I'm, yeah, I'm like, well, so let me just not
4: say anything.
0: We're, we're seven episodes. We're seven seasons deep at this point. So, and
4: that's only like halfway Harder through. So that doesn't
0: yeah. mean Right. So let, let's just assume you're right and. And you know, yeah. if if you're wrong, I'm sure like Simone or someone can correct us.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I've definitely seen the effect somewhere, and I, whether it was on this show or somewhere else, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I almost want to say no, no, it's the other way around, though. Never mind. No, I was going to say Angel. I was going to say Angel, but Angel had the uh, the drying out guy, not the uh, not the drowning, not a drowning guy.
3: There's the the Waters of Mars episode of Doctor Who. Yeah,
1: that that's probably what I'm thinking.
3: That have a similar. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was. There, there's like, also there's also the big guy in awful, Constantine who who, who, uh, who um who gets like waterlogged with alcohol and that's how he dies. Hmm. Don't know that one. I'm thinking it's oh. probably
1: Waters of Mars. You now that you bring now that you bring it up.
3: Okay. All right. All right. a Magnificent episode, but good lord, it's disturbing. <laughs>
4: Oh, okay. I just looked it up. The episode I thought it was from the drowning was a season five one, where they go to the supernatural convention mm. and there are those orphans. I was thinking like, oh, yeah. did the orphans drown? But apparently, the orphans were scalped. So yeah, yeah.
0: well, because uh, well, there's also the uh, the kids in the first yeah, episode.
4: The very first episode was
0: the drowning. The lady. In- yeah. so uh, she drowned her kids and they're there's like but there's but I think you're right I think there is a past episode where that's how someone dies where they just like water just starts coming up yeah. and they just like they like oh like
3: oh yes okay I got um, it it's um Bella um it was one of the episodes with Bella there's a' Uh, it's sometime in season three, it was the one about the ghost ship.
0: Okay, yeah, the ghost ship.
3: Uh, oh, I gets uh, caught bre- and like Red. drowns in his car.
0: Red sky at morning. Yes, yes,
3: yes. that's it. That's, that's it. the that's one the we're one. thinking that's of. It. Yes,
0: yay, we did. Yay.
2: It. <laughs> Good job, y'all didn't even need the internet. Be used to it.
0: And the moment
1: that Howard is dead, the two clowns that are trying to sa- kill Sam disappear in a shower of glitter. Dean and Sam meet up afterwards and Dean has a good laugh when he sees that Sam is covered in glitter from the murderous clowns. Once he's done laughing, he apologizes to Sam for psychologically scarring him when he was younger and making him afraid of clowns. Sam says that it's okay that getting his ass kicked by clowns was therapeutic. He then tells Dean he got him a present and gives him a slant j- jinky. <laughs> a- Are you having a stroke,
0: Paul? <laughs> oh, no. oh, Smile at me.
2: Smile. Nice and even.
1: Oh, oh, as even as it gets for me. That's yeah, usually a bigger on the one side. No,
2: I know you look
1: right. All right. <clears throat> Tell, it gives him a giant slinky like the one Dean wanted to buy earlier. Dean takes it, grinning, and then throws Sam a clown doll in return. Sam leaves the doll on the ground, and they drive away. End of summary. And that actually wasn't too bad of a long summary.
4: So, there it was. So to, what do you guys think? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was funny.
1: It was a lot of fun. Uh, do we want to? Pick a winner. I
3: think Dime, we have to guess I, Dean, I, I yeah. I
4: have
3: to pick oh, Dean.
2: because he, he conquered his um, fear with glitter.
0: Yeah, but Dean actually won.
3: Yeah, I... <laughs> Sam looked fabulous at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to say Sam because he, he conquered his fear. Um, and I should point out that uh, Yvette is not no longer with us for this episode. She's not dead. She's just... Her, 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 her. <laughs> no with us for this
1: episode. Yeah.
0: For this episode yeah. Her, she'll have to her like... internet connection uh, was 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 crapping out on her, um, so she did leave behind uh, some notes. She agrees with me. She says Dean wins because uh, or or Sam wins because he got got over his fear. Oh. So. Yeah,
4: I'm gonna also say Sam, and I don't think he's necessarily over his fear, but he.
0: Withstood it, you know, like, yeah. like it's, of, not, like it's not, not as bad. He like went through and he, he made it through. Yeah, like like if yeah. he's not over it now, he could easily get over it in the future. Yeah, he's on the road to recovery. I think. Yep.
1: Okay, so I think Yvette would say that uh, that Sam wins
4: in this case. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Even though Dean did have a superior suit on. When they were investigating that like middle royal blue color looked really great on him. Hmm. I was like, okay, Dean.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Dean because he ended up sort of accidentally saving the town from a giant robot monster.
1: <laughs> yep, the, the giant <laughs> robot monster—they definitely didn't have in the budget. They
2: did not. <laughs>
4: yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he also taught little surly Tyler a lesson about like patience and respect. I
0: guess. Sure. Yeah, that yeah, was really cool. Point. That was cool. I, Usually, I almost, if Sam I almost, was in that I'm role, of like, convinced to change my answer, but uh, but no, I I still think uh, Sam's he, his is a bigger victory because it. You know, it's been with him, like, his whole life.
4: Yeah. It is nice to see Dean sort of, you know, have that role in this episode. Because usually it's Sam talking to people and trying to do the sensitive explanations and reaching people emotionally. Uh, Dean sort of didn't have much to do besides hang around. So he was able to gruffly talk to a child and have that kind of moment that they would probably give to Sam in any other episode. That's true. All right. Well, I think you
1: still have two deans and, and a bunch of Sam's the sound of it, right?
0: I think so. Yeah.
3: All right. I just had an interesting, probably overly deep character insight moment there about the uh, Sam and his confrontation with the, you know, his, his fear of clowns that, obviously at the end of the episode he still doesn't like clowns but I yeah. mean, it could be seen as a sort of metaphor for the you know what he was confronting was not necessary it wasn't as much <clears throat> the fear of clowns as it was fear of abandonment by his brother
0: yeah his crappy childhood mm. that
1: sounds meteor. Yeah, I like
3: that. Probably reaching a little bit, but you know. No, I
0: like it. I, you I
3: could look I, at that's it that. That's what way. you do,
4: though. That's. I wouldn't.
0: I would. I mean, you know, they're they're writers. You know, it's like they 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 deal and trade in that stuff. So uh, I'm sure it's not a coincidence. Well, okay, so we're open
1: up to the quotes section, if we like. And Bianca, has guest, you get first dibs on a quote.
4: All right. At the very end of the summary, they kind of jammed it in there, but mine is: I'm sorry for psychologically scarring you. And Sam says, "Which time?" (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) We're in season seven now. Which time?
0: (laughs) All right, I got one. So we got Dick on Dick. That's a vivid way of putting it.
3: You know, I didn't. I actually wrote this down during the episode because it struck me as better than anything else I already had, and it was just very dry. It was Sam saying, "I mean, aren't giant octopi pretty rare around here?" <laughs>
0: That's
2: what
0: I, did. I, lo- I love that that he's in a line of work where he has to ask that question. Right? Do you ever shroom in a ball pit?
1: <laughs> no seriously, did you?
2: No.
0: No.
3: Well they think the ball washer did it. The what? <laughs> the ball washer.
0: The what?
4: The... <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty good. I also liked he was like, that wasn't me, that was my brother but we have the same fingerprints
0: but <laughs> I love that he, he was wearing the suit at the time and he held up his hands and he went with his fingers <laughs> yeah.
2: Jeez, this is the best <laughs> job I ever had yes.
0: yeah, that was a nice bit
4: part <laughs> that's so great I'm
2: sure his mom
1: was proud <laughs> the only thing better would be tackling the mascot with a full head on and everything that would have been just a little bit better.
2: But it's not safe to run with the head on. Okay. It is not safe.
1: Is that something you put in the instructions when you send out?
0: Otherwise, yeah. it's totally also fine. You,
2: you are. If it's one of the ones that, like, the pod belly is so yeah. big you can't see your feet. Yeah. You have to put a notice to be careful of, of edges and stairs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you you package disclaimers in with these things. Yeah, you do. Dar- Dar- Darcy's worked at two mascot companies.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs> sounds like <A> <laughs> <of laughs> you are ago. very familiar with being Like, no, I just have a fetish. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You've had your help. A bunch of years ago, um, sorry, what? uh, I was in, I was in a production of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Um, uh, we staged it while Like a band played the entire album mm-hmm. live behind us, uh, and it was sort of a live pantomime. It was really freaking cool Uh, but i played um mother and at the end of like in the final act the you know whole scene with the judge and everything i was wearing this gigantic paper mache mask and like a fat suit (laughs) and um this mask was like Probably two two feet tall at least, and it was just this huge thing. And I was standing like way back in the wings, and I like on the line, you know, babe. I had to go running down this ramp and up a set of very steep, sharp wooden stairs, <laughs> and then run up to Pink and like put my arms around him and be all incredibly creepy. Um, and every time I ran down that ramp, I was oh, I was so terrified. <laughs> I was afraid I was gonna. Base plan. This is going to be a prison health, I'm going to die. This
1: <laughs> is scary. I'm sorry, you look like you got attacked by some
4: PCP crazed strippers. <laughs> and Darcy pulled that magic out <laughs> right before so that line Sweetie, happened. I pull that I... magic
2: out all
0: the time. Out of her, wherever.
4: <laughs> it's just so perfect. I like. I almost spat out what I had in my mouth. Uh,
2: <laughs>
4: really great. Uh,
1: any other quotes? Uh,
4: this protocol du jour is creeping my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one on the
1: on the quotes page on the uh, on the Supernatural Wiki. That's usually where usually if we do a and Terry, I just grab them off there and I didn't see, see that there but I knew that there was one. something about
4: It's a good one. there was something about yeah at, at the beginning really early on yeah. in the episode <laughs> As I, it, it, it
1: struck me at the time and I looked for it later and I was like I can't find it and I can't remember exactly the phrasing so
2: hmm.
1: any more quotes? alright All right. not from me okay, well, we do have a little bit of feedback uh, Nutty says this is a Nubentary episode no I think this is fun once Rewatching it was average. I always like when we get flashbacks or info on the boys' childhood. It was nice to see that Dean wasn't a saintly older brother. He was still a typical one who dumped his younger to hang out with girls. <laughs> I also like the concept of childhood fears becoming real, and I feel a bit bad for the guy casting the spell. Sure, he was off the deep end, but he was scarred, and you can kind of see his point. I predict Yvette will not like the episode. Paul and Darcy may find some things way too familiar.
2: I know that. Glitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what way too familiar. I guess that... Does she know about your mascot thing? I don't know.
2: What is, okay, yeah, Just ra- raising children? <laughs> raising children, mascots, glitter. You know, it's all yeah, about me. Yeah, it's all
1: there. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's uh, tasteful to say something to, about someone that drowned that they were off the deep end. <laughs> Simone... Oh, sorry. Thank you, Nutty, very much. Thank you. Thanks, Nutty. Thank you. And then Simone says, Feedback. Sparkly glitter. I love this episode. It's ridiculous and sublime. Sammy with his clown phobia and Dean with his childish nonsense. It's a low point... It's low point might just be the bad guy who is a total psychopath but whose story is maybe a little too realistic for this show. Thank you,
4: <laughs> Simone. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Thanks, Simone. Although, <laughs> although, isn't sparkly glitter redundant?
4: Mm, it could be matte glitter. It could
0: be. Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing.
4: Yep. Now you do. <laughs> I, thought whole, I
0: thought the whole purpose of glitter was that it sparkled.
4: <laughs> well, some, some is more subtle than other
0: yeah.
4: types of glitter, I guess.
0: It's
2: bad for the environment.
1: Now, if it's flying through the air like that, isn't it te- technically flitter?
2: No, well, flitter, oh. flitter actually oh, technically has to be like uh, hell's wrong one, with you. One half inch. Oh, flit, I just is changed my ratings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, but Flitter is is what gets shot out of a glitter gun. Technically, when well, they do it, like the, yeah. the
0: football games or something like I that. I love that. I love that 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 was the thing that that ticked me off, and not the thing about the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> I have weird priorities. <laughs> How would we like to rate? Uh yes, Yvette, uh apparently she did like this one. Uh she is giving it an eight out of ten bad Skype connections.
2: Oh <laughs> <poor> Yvette. <laughs> okay. I I liked it. Uh I it was it was fun to see uh Sam conquer clowns, and it was fun to see a vicious unicorns, so I'm gonna give it uh let's
0: see eight out of ten uh glitter bombs <laughs> glitter bombs <laughs> yeah i I really enjoyed this episode um it's wacky it's funny um actually i just, I just think the uh the idea of like the whole thing with the kids' drawings and like you know drawing their worst fear like like the show kind of brushes it off as like you know uh, like child psychology hooey but like i actually think that's that's actually that's actually a pretty good idea um but yeah i'm gonna give this one nine out of ten unicorn farts <laughs> otherwise known as rainbows
1: yeah i liked it a lot um i think you know at the end of season six i was like we need a lot more you know fun standalones and this is definitely fits that It uh, definitely is, you know, aside from a quick mention of the uh, Leviathans at the beginning and the fact that Fred Savage apparently is now one. Well,
2: you know. He was also an octopus for a while, too, wasn't he?
1: It's, yeah. It's. I mean, it's. that show
2: called? Excuse me? Oswald. Do you remember that show, Oswald, that the kids used to watch? Oh, was he the voice of Oswald? Oh, God. He was the voice of
0: Oswald. The the octopus, okay. Okay. All right. I've never heard of this. That sounds like fun. No idea.
4: It's, like a little, weird? <laughs> it's a little It's a little children It's a little thing. weird. Yeah. It's a
1: really super mellow. I mean, it's really a, like a like getting ready for a nap time kind of cartoon.
0: Oh. Because Os- oh,
1: Oswald was super mellow and...
2: I can't remember any of the other characters. I just remember thinking, this is some weird crap. Yeah, yeah. So... Here, kids, watch this weird crap while I make you some mac and cheese. Okay, I don't know if that's still findable or not. I don't even know what I can't even I remember know. what network was it, it was Ni- on. It was, was it Noggin? Maybe. Maybe.
0: It might have been Noggin or Nickelodeon. Uh, it was weird. Okay. I, Fred Savage. Isn't 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 Noggin a Canadian Nickelodeon?
1: No, it was no. It, Noggin was a partnership with PBS, uh-huh. but uh, it uh, it eventually became one of the other channels' names. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a partnership
0: anymore. But just I, I seem to recall them, them them having a lot of Canadian content and so
4: Yeah. Yeah, Noggin and the N was like the teen version of Noggin. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Hmm.
4: Degrassi. Right. Back when Drake was Jimmy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just remembered. Sorry, I'm a specific age of when
0: Degrassi was a thing. Well, I'm a specific age so. where
1: they were my PBS station carried Degrassi Junior High,
0: so that's way back. Did it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I used to I used to watch Degrassi on uh, PBS when I was a kid. I did yep. ever.
1: Yeah.
2: We had a we had a lot of um it was Colorado. We had a few shows that were in Spanish. Mm-hmm. There was one that was called like Festival. It was really cool and trippy. I loved it.
1: Okay. I should probably finish my rating and everything. Yeah, and, uh, you should. Everything. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 8 out of 10 swanky tiki rooms.
4: Nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you all. Um, I'm going to give it out of 10 and my 0.5 is actually because of the tiki stuff (laughs) i loved that wallpaper and like the nice door that they had in their room but um this is a nice fun colorful episode in an otherwise kind of bleak season um i have been listening to the clusters like man, I do not miss season seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and they're all just kind of blending together, but I did remember this one, which is why I wanted to be on this episode, and I'm so glad to have, like, made it on here. Um, Yay! Yeah, always
0: glad to have and- you.
4: I do kind of agree with Simone. <laughs> I think it was Simone in the feedback. they was saying, like, mm, the villain gets a little real at the end. Like, <laughs> this is what happens when, like, unwell white men don't get their way. <laughs> they just to, like, wreak all sorts of havoc on people because of this one thing that they deem unfit. Um, and then, yeah, also, like John said, it's, it is sort of brushed off, but... Like child's fear being a a big part of this episode is also an interesting sort of darker element, but I think it all comes together really nicely and it's a nice breath of fresh air and visually, I think it's different than a lot of supernatural episodes just because there's so many bright colors around. Um, so I will give it, yeah, eight and a half out of ten available pluckies.
1: <laughs> I almost used that one.
4: I was hoping you weren't gonna. <laughs> I had it backup just in case. Um I also really like this one.
3: Um it's fun, it's silly, you get to laugh and you know it it really feels like what the show has needed since Bobby's death. Um it it kind of feels like like it's just a breath of fresh air and it it's nice to be able to enjoy like just laugh at an episode again. It kind of feels like maybe this should have been an episode or two ago when we were talking about how like the timing of these episodes just feels strange and like it it doesn't feel like it's flowing very well. Like maybe this would have been yeah. the reset button
0: that we needed yeah. a couple
3: episodes ago.
0: Yeah, because it's like it almost feels like there was a writer strike, even though we know there wasn't at the time.
3: <laughs> but anyway, it is it is a very you know, entertaining, fun episode, and I enjoy it pretty much every time I watch it. So I'm going to give it uh, 8 out of 10 Merciless Big Brothers.
0: Yay! Yeah, that's not here to do the math on this one, so I don't know I think what the overall rating is. It
1: came out pretty well. I don't think it came out as well as Time After Time, but
4: uh... Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be around an 8. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe a
2: little bit above an 8.
4: Yep. yeah it's gonna be like
0: eight
4: point64 out of ten or something something yeah right. I think I <laughs>
0: gave, I think I gave the highest rating I gave it a nine yeah. so that that'll that'll probably what that'll probably what, uh, what what'll do it yeah. like just give it a little few extra points over an eight I think
4: sure yeah all right hey, be- and also my my backup ratings just in case Paul you went with available pluckies yeah. I also had ball washers, uh-huh. and suspicious lions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely suspected that lion hardcore for yeah, a little while. Yeah,
2: we did. He was acting funny.
1: Hmm. <laughs> something. You could see it in his eyes.
2: See it in his eyes.
1: See those beady was, lion eyes. Lion eyes. <laughs> he
2: was lion.
1: Lion. He was lion. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Bianca, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a good time to have you. Uh, is there any place that you would like people to contact you online if they wish to? Or do you have any podcasts that you're uh, on?
4: I don't. I just kind of guest with you guys when I can. Um, but I will plug, you know what? I will pl- plug your local public library. Yay! Awesome. I'm doing a bunch of like fun program stuff at work right now. And it's just exciting when you love your job. So go to your local library. There's cool stuff happening there. It's not all iPads and shit. Like, you know, know there might be a book club. There might be (laughs) a class or something.
0: What's funny about that is that um, they just got a 3D printer at uh, at my nephew's local library. So he goes there all the time to print out stuff on the 3D printer. (laughs) Like, it's... right yeah there's cool
4: stuff happening and i feel i'm i'm a ya librarian so i'm always trying to like when i do outreach at schools i'm like you know we we want teenagers to come into the library we realize you guys don't think it's cool because it's filled with nine-year-olds when you visit but like yeah if you guys show up we'll do something awesome so yay Go to your local library. Download the apps. Get your audiobooks. There's all sorts of cool stuff happening.
0: Yeah, I miss living across the street from a a library. When I lived uh, downtown, there was a big... uh, The central library was right across the street from me, and so I used to go in there all the time.
4: Yeah, so you won't find me on another podcast, but you'll find me at at the library. It's where the books
0: live.
2: You know, when I was (laughs) Oh, I must have been like eight or uh-huh. nine. We didn't; nobody owned a VHS deck. Right. But we would go to the library, and they had one, and they had like maybe six kids' titles. And there was one summer, I swear, we watched like all of them a million times. Yeah.
1: It was, was, it was was VHS or was?
2: It was VHS? Okay, yeah. Cool. It was cool. Top loader, push down. All
1: right was cool. Cool. Hey, hey, John, what is what is our
0: homework for next week? Next week's homework is a little mini cluster. We have, we have just two episodes. It'll be Cluster D, Season 7, Episodes 15 and 16, titled Repo Man and Out With The Old. All right, Repo Man. Um,
2: I just think I saw a movie about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some,
1: some kind of... They, they were drink they were eating food out of cans
0: yeah oh I just remembered that Harry Dean Stanton is dead and now I'm sad oh
1: <laughs> yeah. I was remembering earlier this uh early, earlier this evening that that bill Paxton was also uh no longer with
0: us yeah yeah
1: because he was a wanker but he got off on it
2: oh <clears throat> All
1: right. okay well uh yeah so uh, yeah repo man and uh and, and out with the old? Yep. I don't have. I'm yep. not prediction worthy. I'm not getting anything out of that. I'm trying to, trying to
4: work it, but I... Yeah, I'm
2: something
4: trying about to about read shoes. the summary and figure out what is going on in these two episodes. Shoes.
2: I don't
1: know. Something about shoes. I don't know. I'm old saying, shoes. Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, hopefully you all enjoy them. We'll nice. yep. be here. All right,
1: well... uh until that time, I guess we'll say uh, happy hunting.
0: Happy hunting. Happy Bye. Hunting. Bye. Bye.
1: You've been listening to IGITCast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrow Trouble. Find the band at borrowtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones, who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com You can hear more from the hosts of this show Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle, at CastleCast.net, and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at SofaDogs.Libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com/user/SofaDogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com.
4: I have a random, unrelated question to this franchise. Okay. What is the name of the alien from Star Wars with the long blue tentacles for hair?
1: Oh. Wait, like the, the, the in the band or?
2: No, no.
4: Yeah, like in the cantina scene oh. and in like the Jabba scenes.
1: Oh, okay, so not, not size noodles then. Size, size Noodles is actually the, the uh one of the uh,
2: the singer in the cantina, right?
1: The, one of the band well you
0: played like that, played the keys. Is, is that is that is that the big elephant looking dude?
1: Yeah, that size noodles is not who she's talking about. She's talking about yeah. her, I think you're talking about not that. Yeah, you're talking about the uh the, the girl they're basically girls most of the time.
4: Yeah, they're like humanoid ladies. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The big like rubbery appendages on their heads. I don't have the answer to that. Do you know, Fox?
2: I'm Googling it. (laughs) Yeah, I... Hey, y'all. If it was, like, a couple years ago when I was, like, a Star Wars fanatic, then I would have totally knew, but...
1: No, you don't. Not right now.
2: (laughs) I've gotten out of Star Wars, but I still like it a lot. Okay, there... One of them was Lynn Me.
1: You're looking yeah. for a species or a character name?
2: Well, it's a Twi'lek.
1: A Twi'lek? Yeah.
2: That's a weird name. Mm. Do they literally have a or is it Ula? Oola. Ula's the green yeah. one.
4: Twi'lek? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Apparently. Could be. Twilight
2: is the, the... the... species.
4: Yeah, that's... what I was looking for. Yeah,
2: the Star Wars is coming out tomorrow.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely Twilight. Because I just searched... I searched under Twilight and looked for an image and that's what you get.
4: Alright. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hive mind.